episode, episode, episode 51. You are 51, and we are here with Imogen USA speaker, Jaron Wilkie. Jaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. uh, I'm glad to be here. Awesome. You are uh, one of the fast, uh, what we call the fast speakers, because you're number three on our list. We still have a lot of people out there that haven't responded to our email to come join our podcast. So we are so happy that you jumped on the bandwagon. And we are very excited about what we're going to talk about today. So let's let's hear about your program you're going to teach at Image in USA on, uh, is it tethering? Yeah, well, it's, it's a lot of things, actually. Uh, my class is called the Complete Team Photographer. And I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, unique in that I'm a full-time uh, photographer for Brigham Young University. And about half of what I do is athletics, and the other half is other things at the university. So I spend a lot of time uh, covering, you know, 19 Division One athletic teams. Uh, wow. So that sounds like a lot of work. It's it's a crazy amount of work. It, it, <laughs> it, it is, it, but it, it's a, also giving me a lot of great opportunities. And that's what I'm going to be talking about is, you know, what does it mean to be a team photographer? I'm going to be talking about, you know, how to improve your action photos. I'm going to be talking about how to archive, uh, you know, do lighting for posters and such, and then uh, our wireless tethering, which is, you know, what we call our, our wireless workflow. Oh, that's awesome. So when you're shooting sports, this is going to be more geared towards sports photographer, but with the wireless tethering, it seems like that's going to open up possibilities to any uh, photographer doing any kind of different medium, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Anybody that's an event photographer, a wedding photographer, uh, this the, the wireless workflow that we've created is, is something that can benefit them. And uh, actually, I'm going to be doing the wireless part near the beginning of the class because I know some people don't want to be there for the sports. They want to be for the wireless, so they just come and join us for the beginning and stay as long as they'd like. Well, that's awesome. So you're going to start the wireless part at the beginning of the class. So, you know, just starting out this podcast, uh, what is the one thing that you want the students to take away from your class? If you had to give that one pearl of wisdom, what do you want them to walk out with? Uh, boy, that's that's a tough one. I, I think, you know, I used to teach photography classes here at BYU. Uh, I think the one thing that really makes this photographer successful is being willing to work hard. And that's something that always drove me crazy as an instructor, seeing students that had talent, had ability, and didn't, didn't exceed their expectations. They didn't work. Uh, and I think, you know, there's so many people that want to be professional photographers in this business. But the ones that succeed are the ones that are willing to show up first and stay longer than everybody else and work their tail off. Uh, you know, so that's that a, the thing. That's a really good point. I've, I've ran across a lot, and, you know, we don't have a sponsor, so we can pretty much say whatever we want. Uh, it seems that a lot of the conventions I go to or a lot of the get-togethers, it's photography has become more of a fashion statement or a lifestyle than it has been a profession. Uh-huh. Have you noticed the same thing with some of the younger people who are coming into the profession now? I think, well, and I think that that is part and due to the fact that it is a second job for most people. You know, most people have a day job and then they'll go and do photography. You know, there aren't as many people that do it full time. And, and, uh, and you know, I, I know that I have to feed my four kids with that camera. So Four, four kids? Yeah, I've got four kids and I know that every day they're going to want to eat at least three times a day, sometimes more. <laughs> so that camera is the only thing that's going to put food on the table, so I, I have to be willing to, to pay the price and work, work hard. That, that's funny. It reminds me of a joke that a friend of mine told me, Randy, um, Randy Taylor, he's with the PPOK, the local, uh, the local guild, and he uh, told me just this summer, he said, do you know what the difference is between a large pepperoni pizza and a full-time photographer? Mm-hmm. Uh, the full, the uh, large pepperoni pizza can feed a family of four. 
<laughs> yeah, that's unfortunately true. It's a, it's it's tough, and you know that's, I, you know, I think it is it is kind of an interesting time where you know we're in a profession where everybody wants to be doing it. It must be like being an NBA basketball player. Everybody wants to do it, but you know only a few can make a living doing it. And so to 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 be those few, you've got to be willing to to pay the price. You've got to be willing right. to work hard and 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 throw your complete energy and your soul into it. Wow, that's incredible. Now, I've, I've got to be honest with you. When I look at the speakers, most of the speakers I've never heard of, I, you're probably the first one I have ever met that's the full-time photographer at a university. Can you kind of give us a rundown on what, you know, what are your job responsibilities, which I'm sure is everything, but how's your day go? I mean, you it's, don't work from home, I imagine. No, 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 no. It is a very interesting job, and uh, there are, you know, quite a few university photographers in the country, uh, and basically what I am is, is I'm the in-house photographer for the university, and we have a staff of two, and then we have, you know, four or five students that work with us also, but anything the university needs, we do. So, like I say, about half of my time is spent shooting sports, and that's action and portraits, photo day, you know, everything, and then the, about the other half is doing, you know, event photographer for the university, uh, you know, public relations, news releases, posters, uh, ad campaigns. It just, it's, it just changes every single day, day. And that's what I love about it, the fact that every day I come to work and I get to do something different. There's a lot of variety. And I think in, in most areas in photography, you specialize in one thing, and that's what you're really good at. A university photographer has to be good at everything. And I love that. I love that challenge of that, that, you know, there are times where I'm shooting food, which I don't get to shoot very often. But, you know, all of a sudden I have an assignment to shoot some food, and I'm going to try and figure out how to do it and do it well. I'm, I'm just really amazed. I was looking at your website earlier the, this morning, and uh, who do you use for your website, if I can ask? Um, actually, uh, my website is a uh, WordPress site uh, that I just purchased. In fact, I've been updating it the last few months uh, in preparation for Imaging USA, and it's uh, I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, <laughs> but... It's been a, it's been a good site, and I you know I wanted to have a site that was really clean and simple and big pictures. Oh my God, it's great pictures! Now, one of the first ones I liked was the players walking out of the tunnel uh -huh. into the light. And uh, now, did you shoot that straight black and white, or is that digital and you convert it to black? And white? Uh, it was shot digitally. In fact, yeah, we always shoot in color, and we'll do the conversion afterwards. Um, you know, we're always we're always shooting things for multiple uses, so that we have to make sure that we have the color version. Uh, but I love shooting. I love I love it when we can do a black and white. You know, in this day and age, black and white is becoming harder and harder to find. Um, but when we can run something black and white, I I love it. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and I can imagine as a university photographer, you are doing everything. Just yeah. like you said, there's you know you don't you're not specific to weddings where you're just working on the weekends. You're working any time, day or night. The university needs you. Yeah, and that it is. It's a crazy job in the fact that you know I work a lot of nights, a lot of weekends. Um, I was just looking at my numbers. I, I shot 236,000 pictures last year for the university. And, oh, my uh, God. That's, that's a lot. And, and you know, as, as you know, every, every hour of shooting, you've got, you've got time and processing and archiving web pages delivering to clients. So it is, it's, a, it's, it's a race. It's, it's crazy. So let's talk about the tethering because we're going to talk about that, and I think a lot of photographers are really interested in that. When I shoot commercial work, I tether with a system that works really well for me. So let's, what is the, you know, we don't want to give too much away for the class. We don't want to give it away for free. We want them to come to Imogen and see you. But uh, on the tethering, can you give us just a quick, simple workflow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, I just, I just had an article come out in Professional Photographer Magazine just a couple days ago uh, that kind of explains this, which, you know, people uh, can go ahead and jump on and read. In fact, 
on my website, I also have a PDFs that walk you through setting up your own camera and everything like that that people are more than welcome to do. Basically, where it started was um, we got an iPad, and we saw the fact that, you know, on shoots we could tether our, our camera to the iPad, and then our graphic designer or our client or art director could see the images coming immediately. And what we noticed is it just saved us so much time. Mm-hmm. We, weren't, we weren't wasting time overshooting because we knew we had the image. Uh, and we, I, originally we were using the iPad cards, which, you know, were great. But then when we got the 1DXs, we, we upgraded to the, to the Canon wireless file transmitter, and that thing is incredible. It is an amazing piece of equipment. Uh, and we could be 100 feet away from the iPad and it would still transfer. So it kind of got me thinking. He says, you know, wouldn't it be really nice to be at a sporting event and to send these images so that, you know, I didn't have to wait till halftime or the end of the game to send images. I could just send them right as I'm going. Uh, and that's kind of where everything started. So... Uh, after a lot of testing, a lot of work, and a lot of students helping me figure it out, uh, we, we kind of came up with what we called the BYU workflow because we couldn't come up with a better name. <laughs> and basically, the way, <clears throat> the way the workflow works is I have a Canon 1DX. I'm shooting action, like say a basketball game. I've got a basketball right. game tomorrow night or Thursday night. Um, I'm shooting action during the game, and I am shooting RAW plus JPEG. And then what I do is, is I have the wireless file transmitter connected to my camera, and I have a router on the press row. The images that I want to send... Uh, I just hit set on my camera, and it sends them to an FTP site, which is through PhotoShelter. We have social media managers that work for the athletic department. Take those images immediately while the game's going on. They'll put it on Facebook. They'll put it on Twitter. They'll make Instagram posts, and they're sharing the pictures while we're going. So, you know, I don't have – I'll have a picture. After I take a picture, it'll be online in about a minute and a half, two minutes. That That's absolutely incredible. I mean, compared to the days – did you ever shoot film at the university? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I you know how that was just a pain. Oh yeah, and and you know I've spent many a late nights after a football game or a basketball game editing photos, and I'd get done with my edits and it'd be two in the morning and nobody wanted to see the images. And that's something that's that's changed. Social media has really changed the world for athletic photography, uh, because all these teams that we work with, they have a direct connection to their fans, uh, and their fans are watching the game on TV with an iPad or a, or a phone in their hands tweeting photos, doing Instagram. So we wanted to find a way to get the photos in their hands quicker so that they could use it to help promote the teams. And that's, exa- that's essentially what has happened. The fact that we can post photos so quickly, now fans are saying, oh, yeah, here's that play I just saw on TV. This is awesome. That's a, that's a great thing. And uh, wow. because the team has that direct access to, to their fans through social media networks, we have, a stronger, we have a, a stronger bond, and the fans are more engaged in what we're doing. Wow, that that's incredible. I mean, that's a quick timeline to be able to get images out there within within a minute, and actually have those go on social media, and then get probably get reposted by uh, alumni or students or whatever, and it just goes viral very quickly. That's amazing. Yeah, and one of the best things is is like I say, I used to stay really late working. Now, when a ba- basketball game, a football game's over, I'm done. I put my cameras away and I go home because my work's already been done. The thing about social media is 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 people want instant gratification, and that's the key. Right. They, they don't want to wait for two hours after the game's over to look at your pictures. They want to see them now. They want to, so that's what we try and do is, is if you look at the analytics, if you look at the numbers, the interest in a story or a post about a certain game drops off really quickly after about 15 minutes after the game ends because people move on to their next thing. They're, they're not, they're not going to sit and wait for your photos. So by, by getting the photos out there immediately they can engage with those photos all throughout the competition, and then for those you know, 10 or 15 minutes afterwards, whether they're sending their tweets and their posts and their Instagram and stuff, 
and then they can move on. And, and that's great. Like, say, when the game's done, I'm done. And that's a, that's a wonderful feeling for a sports photographer. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it's almost like a second shooter at a wedding. When I get done second shooting, I just give the cards and say, there you go. Absolutely. I can go home and go to sleep. And, yeah, you're right. That's a wonderful feeling, knowing that you did a great job, but you don't have to sit there and continue to rework, reprocess, or whatever. And like you said, 2 o'clock in the morning, these people don't want to see it. Exactly. And one of the added benefits, too, is um, our athletic firm, like I say, they always have a social media manager there so they can take those photos and use them. What that, that has allowed them to do is they actually sell um, sponsored posts. Like I have a halftime or a post-game post with a logo of a company on it where they're making money off of the photos. Uh, oh, wow. I would never thought about that. Oh, and it's, it's something you're going to see a lot more of in the, in the next few years. Um, but that even may be a potential way for photographers that they can recoup you know, some money by doing things like that for smaller teams. That's crazy. Well, you know, you have such a unique job at a university as the photographer. How did you get started in that? You no, know, I just kind of fell into it. Um, I, I, uh, I transferred to BYU from a community college where I was a photographer. and You know, uh, working on the student paper just like everybody else, and uh, the university photographer gave me a call and said, hey, I need to talk to you, and I had no idea who he was and what he did, and he just need, he needed uh, to hire a student to be his helper, and it was just one of those things that just happened, and I haven't left since. That was back in 1998. <laughs> And uh, I've been here for a long time now, We're do, being a photographer. <laughs> so I worked as a student photographer, and then when I graduated, it was 2001, which was you know kind of the digital revolution. Right. Uh, and not only did we switch from film to digital, we also, all the websites of the university, the needs for photography uh, expanded exponentially at the university. So they actually eventually made a, a full-time position for me to stay, and, and, and then I became the office manager and, and uh, been working here. So it's... It, it, it's, it, it wasn't what I intended to do. I, I thought maybe I'd go into newspapers or whatnot, but I'm very happy with where I'm at. Wow, that is awesome. Well, congratulations on that success. That is, that is great. Now, of course, we've got to ask you a Bazinga question, just something out of the ballpark, just because our listeners like to hear something funny. Brilliant. And um, here it is. Here it is. This is the best I could come up with. Since you primarily do sports, I mean, that's probably the, the majority of the thing that you do is taking care of the athletes and taking those photographs. I'm kind of a short photographer, so can you got any advice for a short sports photographer that might want to break into the industry? <laughs> a short, okay, here it is. The short sports photographer needs to become really comfortable with floor angle shots. <laughs> that, that's all it is. Because I've always been envious of tall photographers that can get their hands up and over, you know. Right, right. Shots. Short photographers, you just have to learn to like the low angle. <laughs> that is great. So basically, work hard, love the low angle, and pray to God someone offers you a job. <laughs> that, that, there you go. There you go. That's all you need. Wow, that is outstanding. Well, you know, we really appreciate the time together, and uh, it was outstanding. I can't wait to see your program at Image in USA. Do you have anything else to add before we go and close up? No, I, I think uh, I just want to invite people to, you know, if they're interested in the program, check out my website, jaronwilkie.com, um, and I have a lot of information about the program. Uh, it's it's a long it's a pre-convention workshop so it's an eight-hour class so it's I mean when I when they asked me to teach this class I had no idea it was going to be an eight-hour class I have a hard time talking to my wife for eight hours I don't know how many <laughs> talk to other photographers um, so I've been I've been working on it for a few months and I I think I have a good uh, idea of what we're going to do so we're going to like I say near the beginning we're going to talk a lot about uh, kind of you know the theory and, and sports photography. We're going to talk about the wireless workflow and how you can set it up and walk through that whole setup. 
And then we're going to go through sport by sport, and I'm going to show tips. I'm going to show maps of the stadium, where great places to shoot, you know, equipment issues, autofocus uh, techniques, everything like that, remotes. And then we're going to actually, uh, after lunch, what we're going to do is we're going to go into and a couple studio shoots, a studio shoot and an on-location shoot. With, with We're going to bring in athlete models, and I'm going to show you how I actually go through creating a poster with lighting and everything like that. And then I'm, and later in the day, we're going to get into the archiving issues and then delivery, using Photo Shelter and other sites to sell prints, to license prints, and managing the social media side of things. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big class, and I think you know, anybody that's interested in becoming a team photographer or in sports photography, they benefit from it. You know, you brought up a really good point, and I, and I, I got to touch bases on this just, just because since you are working directly for the university, how does that copyright fall when you take the photographs? Does it completely belong to them? Yeah, I mean, they, they'll own the copyright. We kind of have a joint copyright, but, you know, they, they own the pictures. They're paying all the bills, and they're paying my salary, so uh, I work for them. Uh, but that for that me, that's not an issue. I mean, it's, it's been great, and they take good care of me, and I take good care of them. That is outstanding. You know, we're going to have a lot of new people coming to Imogen. This, I take it, is not your first convention with PPA. Oh, I've, I've, done, I've done some conventions. <laughs> Quite a few conventions. Can you give us any advice for the new people coming to PPA? You know, any kind of tips that it might help them get a better experience out of the whole convention? Well, I, I mean, it, it's kind of a marathon going to a convention, isn't it? Uh, oh, and yes. It just wears you down, but I think that... You know, I love going to conventions because you have so many different people with so many different viewpoints, and you can learn something from everybody. So take advantage of it. Don't 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 blow off a class because you're tired. Go and go to a class <laughs> that has something you're not you're not comfortable doing, uh, or that you don't think you have interest. Like that was, for example, for me, food photography. I remember going to a convention, and I'm like, well, I have an open hour. There's this food photography class. Why would I ever need food photography? I learned a ton, especially about lighting, and and eventually it paid off, and I I've been able to shoot food since. So I think, you know, take advantage of all the knowledge that's there and just, you know, learn as much as you can. Wow, that, that is awesome. And you're, you're right. It's a marathon. Uh, every time I go, and my wife is a photographer as well that works with me, and she knows, well, I think she knows now that she's been to some conventions that it's not a vacation. We're not out there partying, doing the limbo until 3 o'clock in the morning. After these classes are done, we're exhausted. Our brain is fried. We get a bite to eat, hit the bed, and... You know, some of these classes at Imogen are starting at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. My right. God, that is going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do have four kids, so 7.30 in the morning is kind of mid-afternoon for me. But, <laughs> uh, I, think, I think you really do need to, you, you really do need to just, you're there. You might as well, you might as well benefit from being there. Take advantage. When you have four kids, the, are any of them going to go to college, and are they going to attend? Oh, they're, they're going to. They're going. They're going here. They they don't have a choice in the matter. We're, <laughs> we're a BYU family, so uh, we're 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 on them right now. You know, my kids are home doing homework. He says, "Hey, you got to get good grades if you want to get into BYU." Oh, that is awesome. That is great information. Well, listen, we're going to go ahead and put the you know your website up and some information of the products you talked about on the show notes, and we'll probably have this episode out tomorrow, uh, or maybe even late tonight, depending on how quick I can get it done. Uh, could you send us a couple of your favorite images that we could put on the um, show notes just for oh, the page? Absolutely. I'd love to. Great. I'll go ahead and send you an email with our contact info. That you can email it directly. And just, you know, if you give us 10 or 15 images that we can share with the viewers to kind of give them that teaser for your class and then, of course, to kind of make that jump to your website. Hopefully, we can get some more traffic. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Great. Well, thank you so much. It was a great talking to you. And if there's anything else we can do to help you, just let us know. All right, you, All guys right. Have a, you guys have a great day.
Thank you. This is Robert with the Photo Facts Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and look forward to another interview tomorrow. Imaging USA is right around the corner. We will see you there. Thanks a lot. Oh, no.